Welcome to the ITAM Review Podcast, news, reviews and resources for ITAM, SAM and software licensing professionals. Hi everybody, thank you for joining me on this ITAM Review Podcast. I'm Rich Gibbons from ITAM Review and joining me today for a fantastic conversation, I've got Paul Dior from ReadyWorks. So uh, good afternoon, Paul. Hey, Rich. Nice to see you again. Good afternoon. Yeah, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, before we get into the, the, the topic at hand, I thought if you just wanted to give everyone joining us a quick overview of yourself and ReadyWorks, and then we'll uh, we'll jump into the, the content. Sure thing, Rich. So my name again is Paul Dior. I am the co-founder and chief alliance officer of an organization called ReadyWorks. Uh, it is a SaaS software platform uh, that is used by enterprises to help make better decisions by, by kind of normalizing data and then orchestrating and kicking off um, automations and workflows off the back end of that. Um, we've been chatting with, with Rich in the um, ITAM uh, review sort of uh, of dialogue for the last couple of years around how to how to leverage this data aggregation story to help these FinOps and ITAM initiatives take a little more shape and color. Awesome. Thank you very much. And I think already, you know, people listening will have their, their ears will have pricked up when they heard, you know, data normalization and and um, automation and then ITAM and FinOps. You know, these are all topics which are near and dear to the hearts of, of so many of our audience. And you know, data is a fantastic place to start. So our kind of overall topic for today is around the alignment of ITAM and FinOps as professionals, as disciplines. But I think everyone will agree that data is the the, the foundation of so much that we do in uh, in our industry. So um, so I guess a, a two part question for you, Paul. Kind of why do we need to align ITAM and FinOps, and why is data the place to start. Yeah, so really at the end of the day, those those two initiatives are really about making better decisions. Um, whether it's a traditional ITAM perspective around the infrastructure that's within an organization, we're really trying to deploy the right amount of infrastructure, the right amount of applications to do what the business needs. And that's been you know, historically a, a very well understood practice. It's got a ton of maturity and, and we have a fairly long arc to, to understand what, what ITAM really means. Whereas with FinOps, and as we look at cloud consumption and the growth of that sort of model, it's really um, about making better decisions, but about how to spend more effectively and how to uh, um, leverage the cloud in a way that 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 meets the business objectives. So, so it's, it's kind of two sides to the same coin. And, and really, we're, we're trying to tackle the same sort of objective, which is how do we ride size? How do we spend effectively? And how do we make smart decisions? And, and to your point, really, that's that's a function of what data informs that. Where does it come from? What does it what does it tell us? And and how do we interpret that information in in the most meaningful way? Um, you know, the way the way we like to think of it is is essentially data is is the new oil of a of a digital economy. But it but it needs to be refined, right? It it needs to be understood. It needs to be deployed and used in in the ways that make sense. And these are really just a couple of different use cases around how we do that. I love it. I completely agree, and um, it ties in with conversations that that we've had before, conversations that I've had with with other people at ITAM review conferences, and you know the the thing that we find data. Everyone agrees that it's important. So everyone in the world of ITAM, everyone that you speak to on on the FinOps side, uh, you know people who do ITSM procurement every, everyone agrees that data is important but then the problem is everyone has their own data and some of it's the same some of it's different some of it is about the same thing but in a different way and the the issue often is who has the right data or how do we get all the data in one place right um and that seems to be where so many people i speak to who are, are, are trying to align ITAM and finops that's the point where they realize actually it's not going to be an easy process 
Um, and in fact, I don't really know what to do now. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so from from your side, do you see that that as well? And and do you think there are remedies for that situation? I, I absolutely. I think you've threaded the needle there. Where um, in a large enterprise, everyone has their own tools, and people want to preserve their tools, and they trust the data that they have within their remit. And then um, when they need to perhaps look at or get access to another set of tools with a different set of information. Um, either either it's unavailable or it's owned by a different group. And that essentially creates blind spots within within the organization and within ITAM or FinOps objectives, uh, respectively. And so that, that, that challenge is almost universal. We're seeing that pretty much across the board. And um, between the, the, the emerging set of tools that come out, out, of, out of the FinOps space, you know, those are distinct and different and, and produce different sorts of information relative to the traditional ITEM um, um, tools of, of your ITSM platforms and your CMDBs and your management tools and so forth. Um, but again, these are, these are all underpinnings of data that need to inform those better decisions. And so um, the, the, the challenges people often find themselves with is, hey, we, we know we want to get down this road and we know that this is um, strategically a, a meaningful objective. But it, it really becomes complicated when they try to take those first steps. And how do you do that practically? How do you pull this information that is uh, voluminous, that is, uh, uh, like you said, perhaps unformatted or unclear or, or not normalized? And, and there's a lot of baggage that comes with this. And there, there goes back to that, that theme of the refinement. How do, we, how do we kind of build out the data sets that we need? How do we make sure that it's accurate? How do we... Um, enrich the data across these platforms and, and sort of uh, bring those silos into, into a more central sort of view and perspective. And then that really starts to be the foundation for um, um, Lego blocks that come together to allow you to make a better decision when you have that sort of comprehensive understanding. And, and that's, that's really only accomplished in a in a very, very uh, um, in the, in the trenches sort of perspective. I think, I think a lot of people, conceptually understand, yeah, this is where we need to go. But then when they get into the practical, how do we do this and how do we get there? That's where I think today the, there, there's a fair amount of, of uncertainty. Completely agree. Um, yeah, un uncertainty is is perhaps an understatement for, for many <laughs> organizations when it comes to this. And, you know, one of the things that, that we hear often as well, you know, you, you talked about blind spots that particularly in the cloud, um, you know, it goes back to that thing. I think it was, I think it was Donald Rumsfeld. You know, the uh, the the known unknowns and the unknown unknowns, and I, you know, he was he was made fun of a little bit at the time. But I, I find <laughs> myself using it quite often in in an ITAM context. That in the clouds, especially, you know, we we talk to organizations where they're they're using Microsoft Azure. And they're they're tracking that they've got some data, but then eighteen months later, it turns out they're also using Azure, uh, sorry, Amazon AWS as well as Azure mm -hmm. or Google GCP, and someone else has that information and that data, but they they just never came together, so right. no one has ever shared that. You know, you're missing huge parts of your your spend, your security and risk potential. Um, and I think, you know, as much as there's a, a tool perspective, is there also a, a, a people perspective and internal politics side to things as well, almost? Yeah, it's the recurring theme that we've encountered for 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 some time. It's people, process, and tools that that all need to work together in in, in concert. Um, I was actually dealing with a client not too long ago where where they were coming from the traditional ITEM sort of uh, perspective, and in the course of our discovery and due diligence, we ended up um, reaching out to other peers within the organization and actually introduced the FinOps team to the ITAM teams of this large enterprise. It was such a big organization. They didn't even know the other team existed. And, and that's just an example of what you mentioned around the unknowns and, and really um, bridging that gap and then, and then having everyone have a seat at that table and then starting to lay out, these are our objectives. This is what we're trying to accomplish. And then this is the way in which we're going about it versus the way they are or those other groups are. And then converging across that. So it, it's very much um, um, an exercise of, of the tooling, the, the, the 
the underpinning around around how we do it, but very much the the organization's kind of alignment and bring, bringing those respective stakeholders to the same uh, um, to the same place, and then and then moving forward with the right leadership saying yes, this is what we're trying to accomplish, and and everyone let's 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 go in that given direction, but but the tooling allows us to essentially have a common language between those different groups and those different silos, and and I think that's really where where um, we as a platform and we as ReadyWorks come to to. Uh, uh, really build that that connectivity between between respective audiences. Right, so that's interesting because I think that is the 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 sticking point for many people that, especially in like in that example where, ITAM and FinOps and disciplines have all existed on their own. You know, they will have developed their own uh, their own ways of doing things. They'll have their own tools. They will collect certain data in certain ways, and you know, and expect certain things from it. So when when you do get the people in alignment and everyone agrees, you know, in the meeting room, yep, that's what we should do. Then when you get out there and you, and you look at the tools, a lot of the conversations we're seeing at the minute are people, right? Are you going to use my tool, or do mm -hmm. I have to use your tool, or do we scrap it all and do we? Have to go and buy a new tool that we somehow have to find one that does everything I want it to do and everything you want it to do in a way that we all agree with. And, you know, that becomes difficult. It becomes expensive. Um, so, so where you were talking there about, about ReadyWorks kind of sitting in, in the middle, um, uh, that that's an interesting concept for me. So if, if you could, sort of expand on that a little bit of you know how how you and, and and similar platforms you know how how you work and how you help with that situation i think that would be useful sure sure so when you think about again the traditional item um practitioners there's again a bit more maturity with respect to the tools and the approaches and and the the familiar sort of cast of characters in terms of platforms and so forth. And I think on the FinOps and the cloud side of things, it's it's rapidly emerging, it's rapidly evolving. And I think you have a, a um, an explosive growth of point solutions that do certain things really, really, really well. But again, when you try to bring both of those um, groups or practitioners to the same table, to your point, what is the standard? What is the common language? What is the bridge between them? And, and as I mentioned, that's that's kind of where ReadyWorks sits. Uh, so ReadyWorks is is a new category of technology called the Digital Platform Conductor, or we call it DPC just for for brevity. But that that nomenclature was was a term coined by the folks over at Gartner, and they essentially pointed out that in a modern enterprise, you know, infrastructure is everywhere. We're on-prem, hybrid, in the cloud, at the edge. We're heterogeneous ecosystems, a lot of vendors, a lot of moving parts, and everything is changing. And, and essentially, the, the, the traditional tools that were used to manage and, and deploy and configure and operate these systems, um, there's an evolution. And this is what that looks like in the form of a DPC. And so what the digital platform conductor does from a data perspective is it becomes the layer between all of those systems. So we're able to integrate with all of them whether they're on-prem or in the cloud, uh, wherever that sits, we're able to bring that information into one central repository. So that's tapping into your CMDBs, tapping into your ERPs, tapping into your management tools, into your security platforms, your licensing tools. All of those are disparate solutions that, that organizations have invested in. We're essentially able to connect to all of them and then build this, this data layer that allows us to normalize, cleanse, and apply intelligence and, and uh, normalization to get that data more mature and more standardized. And then from there, you are you are essentially building your, your house on that foundation. You're able to then start to see with a broader perspective and a, and a more uh, comprehensive view what are your blind spots? Where do we have uh, um, areas that we are on? Um, that are not clear? And, and how do we go about rationalizing that? How do we go about targeting that and bringing that into the data set so we can we can continue to enrich and mature? And that becomes a process that, that once it's established, um, it starts to give you better context, better clarity, better, better control over what's there. And then your decision-making is essentially standing on the shoulders of that. You can look and see, um, are we right-sized? 
um, everyone talked about cost management, right? Do do we do we are we are we getting the most for our spend? That's one piece of the puzzle. But when you think about it from the cloud perspective, hey, if we're growing and things are are, are advancing in the direction that the business wants, we want to see an increase in spend. We want to see more investments in that, and that's really just smarter decision making. And that all again filters down to the to the data component, and that's essentially what the DPC and ReadyWorks brings to the table. Perfect. I mean that that sounds very you know very much needed, um you know because uh, that that is the 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 point. You know many organisations will have uh, lots of the pieces. They perhaps think they have all the pieces, but you need something to help you. You know build the jigsaw, and then you know you get to the end and you realise oh, you know th there are some pieces missing. Um, it, it's hard to to realise that during uh during the process so 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 digital platform conductors i uh i, I like the term as well mm -hmm. um so and, and i suppose for an organization that means that you can to a large extent you know you can keep the tools that you already have the the teams can work in the ways that they're they're used to working but then you you have a way of of, of bringing it all together so you don't have to in the you know in the, this project of aligning ITAM and FinOps, which is you know very much a, a progressive project. You, you know you're moving forward, you're you're growing. You don't have to then pause and say, right now we need eighteen months to do a proof of concept and RFPs, right. and you know and, and then sort of lose the momentum. I, I suppose you you can some kind of do this. Uh, that as you're still moving forwards yeah that, that's 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 really one of the underpinnings of of what the dpc allows us to do right most point solutions have been built by specialists that know that area and that domain really really well and so there's often capabilities and functionality that sit within those tools that are best in class and and you know why abandon that or or again take the the uh, institutional knowledge that's been invested in those tools and and, and essentially start over right that seems kind of foolish Whereas what you're saying is is really kind of the value prop of what ReadyWorks and the DPC brings to the table. It's like, keep that, but leverage it. Keep it and unpack it and really get more out of that as opposed to, again, it's, it's, it's limited to this point solution and its point capability. We're saying harvest that and then uh, um, um, tag that on to the back of a dozen other solutions bringing its best in class and so forth. And then if you can get that aggregate superset of information, that only, you know, kind of uh, uh, um, exponentially grows your capabilities. And so so to your point, um, it's no longer a fiefdom. It's no longer a, a you know a protective sort of political conversation with with my tools versus your tools. It's our tools and what's the objective. And and then that again becomes that that common layer or that common sort of language, if you will, that that everyone can agree on that says, um, hey, Solution A is our golden source of truth for this set of information and for these uh, um, these data points. And then point solutions two, three, four, five, and six bring the same to the table. And we can just keep doing that with with all of those investments and then figure out again what is the best path forward. Right, I'm with you. Um, and yeah, you know, you you mentioned the word fiefdom there, which which I think everyone will will be able to think of within their organization that there are you know several at least mm -hmm. um and, and you know and you talked about point products and that's a bit of a perennial question for for organizations you know which one is better you know having trying to find one tool that does everything or having multiple tools that do certain bits and and, and I don't know that there is a single answer but certainly in, in the finops world as you alluded to earlier you know it, it's a growing area there are tools springing up to do very specific but important parts and uh, you know and trying to find one tool that does all of that is, is perhaps impossible uh, and then when you bring in as well everything that you need on the item side the the task becomes ever more difficult um so so you know maybe the the future for, for many organizations is you know you have a best in class item tool 
you have a FinOps uh, tool for, for AWS, you have one for Azure, etc. Um, and then you use something like a, a DPC to, to bring it all together. Um, essentially that that's that's kind of our our position in in the market which is most organizations are are um, avoiding a single vendor approach they want to be heterogeneous they want to spread that out across a multi-vendor hybrid infrastructure and architecture and vendor ecosystem you know that provides again best in class security redundancy and and uh, avoid single points of failure so i don't think anyone looks at their environment and says this is going to get less complicated and streamlined, we only see that growing. And, and really that's the promise of the cloud, right? Instant capacity, tremendous capabilities and very, very specific solutions, which is, which is um, um, I think a, a tremendous step forward. And, and really now what we're trying to do is, is take those and harvest them and collect them and bring them into this refinement sort of uh, analogy again, and, and have it be accretive, have it um, support what is is the, the objective and that can be applicable again for this for this merging of itam and finaps uh, um, kind of worlds but it's also it's really the the fuel that that generates whether you do and how you do automated workflows uh, everyone is essentially speaking about generative ai and and how that's going to impact the work um, you know modern work all of that is fueled by data <laughs> it really doesn't matter how or where you're you're kind of applying it it's still the underpinnings of, of everything that we will be doing in a, in a modern enterprise and in a digital workforce so so this is really um i think a, a foundational piece of the puzzle that is that is taking down those respective silos giving a common language if you will that that everyone can uh, can uh, um, understand and, and work towards and then it's just a matter of of directing that towards the, the again the, the business objective I really like the point about generative AI there I I was thinking something very similar just just as you mentioned it that and you know I'm perhaps doing a disservice to, to generative AI, generative AI a little bit but to a large extent it you know it's just lots of data in one place and then you you ask it something and it, it looks in all the different places and gives you a, a rounded kind of answer um and just as you were talking it made me think that, that that's not much different than um the, than what we're talking about here and for an organization having all your data in one place and, and normalized and and able to be queried you know, it might enable you to answer questions that you don't even know you you have yet. Um, you know, some sometimes you get the data, you see some links, and then you think, oh, actually, that will help us with our, you know, project X or or this new initiative that we're doing. Um, so so bringing it all together may help us uh, in ways that that we can't even think of at the moment. Um, so 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 yeah, kind of you know internal ai almost to, to to help help you make decisions um and yeah you know, and with that you know so we we talk a lot with itam professionals about how they need to be more strategic aligned to business goals business initiatives you know that their c level and their board members are, are driving and trying to achieve and you know all of that is underpinned by by data as well. Um, so this kind of initiative will enable ITAM teams, FinOps teams, to be able to go to their executives and say, "Look, you know, we we've got all this in place. We know that you're trying to to do X, uh, and we've got the data that you need." Um, so it you know this this kind of digital platform conductor, um however you you get to that that end goal you know will help drive the strategic importance of item to a business as well from what i can see absolutely um the the notion of alignment and getting all of the the, the constituents driving towards an objective of the businesses is you know really the holy grail for 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 most organizations and and it's hard to sometimes understand what that is when you are you know multiple levels down in the trenches really just turning the wrenches to get get some of the operations through and through but but 
data is the mechanism by which you start to get better visibility. You get to uh, um, see better insights, draw smarter uh, perspectives. And, 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 and with iterations, that's how you incrementally improve. Right. No one says, hey, tomorrow we're going to go do this massive objective and, and it just happens. Right. It's it's typically sprints of activity. You move the ball to the next objective, you regroup, reassess and then and then do it again and again. Right. That's that's really the whole spirit of, of sort of that agile methodology that everyone is, is embracing and adopting. And this is really no different you know, from an ITAM or a FinOps perspective to to fully have that um, matured um, is not going to happen tomorrow. It's going to happen with, you know short sprints of activity and, and tackling certain objectives, tackling certain places where there are, um, you know, areas of, of uh, uh, potential value. Hey, we, we know over here, we're probably misaligned or overspending or, or perhaps uh, uh, not appropriately right-sized. You know, let, let's, let's take that as, as our first kind of mission. Let's, let's pursue that. Let's aggregate, let's get the information we need. And then now that's going to give you a whole set of of uh, feedback loops where where hey we we our assumptions were correct our data was accurate our perspectives were on point or uh, um, you know really pull back the curtains and and uncover a number of those blind spots we mentioned earlier you know that that is essentially the process and 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 by by being able to to bring this DPC capability to that that exercise and that framework is is um, I think again kind of the, the the fuel that is that is enabling us to be able to do that. With, with discipline, with structure, and with rigor. And th those are all the things which, you know, you need for for good data for, and for good projects. Um, and, and as you were talking there, I, I was thinking, you know, we, we came into this looking at ITAM and, and FinOps, and you, you touched on earlier that, you know, it's not limited to, to those disciplines at all. Um, and then it struck me that, we we talk to our, our audience a lot about ITAM and security as well mm -hmm. and working together. And there was a, a recent report from uh, Standards & Poor, the, the credit rating agency, where they, they've said when they're looking at an organisation, cybersecurity is, is critical to, to a, a good organisation, but the ITAM is fundamental to cybersecurity, uh, and they've drawn a line that says you know, if you don't have good ITAM, you can't have good cybersecurity, yeah. and if you don't have good cybersecurity, we will consider that when we're rating your organisation. Um, so for businesses now... You know, they've got ITAM functions, they've got security functions. Uh, you know, each of them will have their own scanning tools, discovery tools, mm -hmm. their own ways of normalizing, their own focus areas. And as you mentioned earlier, they'll all have their own blind spots as well. Absolutely. Um, so, so, so this again, you know, even if if there's some organisations out there where you know, they're not looking at FinOps or, you know, maybe they've managed to do it all already, which, you know, is, is probably doubtful, but you never know. Um, even if you're not looking at it from a FinOps perspective, being able to do this with your ITAM and security data would be, for some organizations, you know, business critical. Uh, so it, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, Rich. I, I think... Um... The simple expression is, how can you secure what you don't if it, if you don't know what's there? And and so you know, understanding the inventory, understanding where it sits within the business, what is it doing, who's it being used by, for what function, determines what your security posture is around that infrastructure. If those things are mission critical, they need you know different. They have different requirements. If those are uh, um, sort of operational and and they need to have certain redundancies and so forth, that's that's directly reflective within the security posture. But to your point, um, you know, from a, from an ITAM and an asset perspective, we're typically using the management tools and your CMDBs and and that sort of tooling and platforms. Whereas the security folks want to see you know more detailed information those will come from, you know, the qualices and the splunks of the world and those other security specific sort of tools, because the security teams feel that that gives them better perspective, better insights, better understanding of, of how the infrastructure functions. 
But once again, that is just complementary data. It gives you better perspective around what those assets are, what they're doing within the business, and then their security posture. And being able to marry that, again, just elevates your, your, your visibility, your understanding, and allows you to make smarter decisions. And that's just the recurring theme. And then if you want to layer on sort of kind of the FinOps component to that it's it's again it's just an accretive layer that that brings all of the relevant information to the decisions that you're trying to make absolutely absolutely I, I couldn't agree more i was just uh just writing down a couple of extra things that, that had popped in, into my head then when you when you were talking um so yeah i think we've painted the picture quite nicely that this is something which can stretch across an organization you know it includes any and all departments that you you need it to that you want it to um you know itam finops security cmdb itsm and, and more i guess for people listening that presents itself as you know that that's a lot of departments a lot of people a lot of, of work um and some people might might be concerned about, well, okay, you know, it sounds great listening to you on a podcast, but if I was actually going to go and do this, you know, where where do I get started? How do mm-hmm. I show the value? And and this is something we we touched on when we spoke uh, recently that you know this is something you can do with with small hyper focused. Uh, projects, you know, almost kind of guerrilla projects that that aren't, um, you know, and I think you know, skunk works. I think is what the the U.S. government tend to call these kind of projects. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, in in the world of ITAM and FinOps, you know, my to time and time again, a great place to start for the collaboration is bring your own license. You know, whether that's for for Microsoft. Oracle, IBM, etc. You know the ITAM team; they know what licenses they have and what the rules are. The FinOps team know what cloud resources there are and where those licenses would be useful. But very often, the difficulty is how do we track where these licenses are, how they're being used, what changes are being made to resources. Are we under licensed? Are we over licensed, etc.? And and I I think that that could be a, a great starting point to, to to bring together the different data and and start to use a DPC to um to to, to normalize it. Is that something that that you would you would recommend as a potential starting point? I think it's a fantastic one, Rich. And and to your point, um. We, we can't boil the ocean you know first steps out of the out of the gates we we do need to find those those tactical guerrilla projects that will um um validate kind of the approach and the objective what we're trying to do and then it brings different stakeholders to the table and it aligns the objectives without without again this massive massive undertaking and you can do that in a very very agile again sort of sprint a methodology and approach and that byol byol use case is a perfect one where your ITAM folks will have that information readily available, and we can we can pick a title, we can pick one single sort of uh, um, application with one cloud provider, and and put you know boundaries around this, and and do a very very discreet analysis and perspective around what we've got from a license perspective, how it's deployed, and do that cost justification, build the business case, because at the end of the day. No organization is going to go through this just to build a better mousetrap. They want to. They want to see value. They want to make it real and tangible. And so, so if you can take that single sort of guerrilla project, run it from 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 uh, from start to finish with with that small sort of SWAT team, if you will, um, that becomes then a showcase. That becomes a a business case, and that becomes a framework and a model that we could then start to uh, look for the next potential project types or the project sort of. Um, 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 objectives or, or, or next sort of targets, if you will, where we think that there is potential value. And that has this momentum effect. People start to see how that data is changing their perspective. People start to see where their information um, aligns with the greater objective. People start to, um, 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 
have more visibility and transparency around around how these elements come together and um, um, essentially align what, what what we're trying to accomplish. So um, you know, to your point, it, it's very much an exercise of of start with a very clearly defined objective, do it in short sprints, and then start to build that awareness and that momentum to get the people aligned with the process and the respective tooling. A hundred percent. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And time and time again, yeah, if, if you look at successful organizations and businesses throughout history, very often the the thing that, that becomes their, the shining star started off as a, a small thing that was proven and expanded slowly and whereas you know often when you look at a business that tries to do a you know a huge project a wholesale erp uh swap out or something you know they're they're always fraught with difficulty so, so doing <laughs> that's usually you know an, uh, an 18 month objective and it requires you know 50 different stakeholders and by the time everyone figures out what the requirements are half the underpinning tools and the systems have changed and you're, and you're almost starting over. So, so I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and it's meant to be again, more, more, more agile. If, if, if the, if the monolithic waterfall approach is, is the, is the, is the approach for, for all of this, it's, it's very, it's very likely that it's going to stall out of the gates and you're not going to get the right sort of wins, demonstrative wins and buy-in to, to, to keep, keep momentum around this so I, I i couldn't agree with you more there excellent that, that's always good um <laughs> so, and, and i was just thinking as well that you know it, it will probably help companies when it comes time to to buy uh a new item tool or cloud management tool or, or whatever it might be you know having this in place will will enable you to be clearer about what what data do you need? And you know, if, if we're getting a new tool, you know, we've proven that we need X, Y, and Z. And also if we had A and B, you know, that would drive our our, our pro projects on. So I think this will will help other tools be, become you know more more useful within within a business as well. Um Point, uh, again, Rich, that, that's a that's a great point you're making there. So um, most platforms or most systems that are trying to get perspective of an environment have agents or they try to do additional discovery and they're trying to find everything that's within an organization, right? That, that again, we're, we're trying to uncover those blind spots and, and most places, you know, loathe to put out another agent to do more discovery because they feel they already have enough and they have enough tools that, that track and, and have agents and, and they're, and it's almost kind of. Uh, diverging sort of objectives. And that's where, again, the, the notion of a DPC sort of changes the paradigm a bit. You know, our perspective is you have enough tools, you have enough agents, you have enough things that are, that are kind of phoning back home, but they are all, again, within silos. So what we really need to do is, is harvest the information across the tools that you've already got, as opposed to paying for discovery, paying for another thing to go out and, and query. Why not start with what you got? Because those investments have already been made. Owners uh, um, know their their platforms and their tools pretty well. What you really got to do is 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 kind of uh, um, um, interrogate that information, refine that information, and then and then bring it together and stitch it together. So so to your point, that allows you to decide what do I need? Do I need the whole platform? Do I need pieces of it? Do I need this point solution? Again, you're 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 just you're, you're circling back to that point again of making smarter decisions, and and that's really stood up by the the, the underlying data. Yeah, I mean, making smarter decisions. I think you're right. You know that is potentially the you know the the main outcome of, of all of this. That you know, you can never have. I mean, I was I was going to say you can never have too much data, but you you absolutely can. Mm -hmm. You um, but if you know how to use it, you you can never make too many database decisions. You know, all, all the best decisions are backed by by data so having all you know all the data in your business in one place and and being able to i think you know you mentioned earlier about a common language um you know that that's absolutely critical um and i think you know everyone listening to us will, will agree that that data underpins what we do 
and being able to use it more effectively, making those smarter decisions is where everyone is trying to get to. Um, you know, I was speaking to some people recently about the ISO standard for ITAM, and and that came back to a data conversation. You know, the need for trustworthy data, complete data, having a process for normalization, linking things together, all the things that, that we've been speaking about now. And and I think, you know, I mean, I, I find on a, a personal level, you know, I have data, some of it's in spreadsheets, some of it's in, uh, you know, online services, some of it's in, in different places. And even just as one person trying to make a proper decision is difficult you know when you times that by thousands if not tens of thousands of people and, and things it, it becomes uh quickly uh and all it's seemingly insurmountable problem uh, and i guess for a lot of us we try uh, and stop creating all this data or we we try and find one thing to to do it all for us but actually maybe about accepting this is the way that it works we have multiple tools we have multiple agents different people are doing different things but, but what we've been talking about here today is a way to you know put a wrapper around all of it and mm. and, and give give you what you need and, and i suppose as well thinking about it you know obviously we're talking to the the itam audience here but different parts of the business will be able to take different views of the same data. So maybe it will help to drive, you know, a sustainability initiative, for example. Um, you know, if you know what, what cloud resources you've got, what hardware you've got, what's happening to it. So, so even things which um, aren't necessarily a focus, will will be able to um to, to use this data and and, and kick on so so yeah I, I mean if if i may just just a comment yeah. on your thought there because i think it's actually a, a really uh an interesting one and and i think that's it's it's on the on the on the on the near horizon which is really the intersection of your esg or sustainability questions right so if you think again about at the heart of itam and finops it's smarter decision making investing in your infrastructure in the right footprint and capacity to, to meet the needs of the business. Um, and there's a spend and a cost management component to that, as we said earlier. And if you layer on again, the ESG and the sustainability questions around that, think about the scenario, you know, a customer who has a data center and their equipment and their hardware is coming end of life or end of lease. What do they do? Do they take that application and those workloads and move it to the cloud? Do they um, change the form factor or the compute capacity of those devices within their infrastructure to um, uh, to deliver more? Everyone's looking at generative AI again, so they're going to need more uh, a compute. They're going to need more power. They're going to need all these different things. Um, how does that impact the ESG footprint? How does that impact their their um, greenhouse gas emissions? And how does that impact their their their, their carbon uh, credits? And these are now board level decisions that come back down to spend. And I come back down to investments and making strategic decisions. So that ESG layer that you just kind of alluded to, to me, is again, very similar to the security layer that you mentioned earlier. It's just another data set of information that correlates back to this infrastructure, where it sits and how we're using it. They're not different conversations. They're all facets of the same conversation. And from a business objective, we're really trying to drive that alignment. And that can be from a from an infrastructure perspective, from a security perspective, from an ESG and a sustainability perspective. It's it's very much the same set of data that under underpins and informs all of that collective decision making. A very good point. Yeah. Um I, mean, I think, you know, really, as we've been talking, I think that this shows that, you know, that one of the key things is however you do it, you know, it's bringing the data together and having it normalized so that you can make decisions based on it, but also so that that data is equally as useful to other people within your business who might have a totally different set of questions than you and a totally different set of objectives but if the data is all together all in one place 
everyone can be fully informed, you know, kind of at all times, um, and, and you know, really helps to to unlock the, the power of of data. Um, similar to as we've as we've mentioned a couple of times, similar to you know how AI has 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 taken off recently. It, it's a similar methodology, really. It's you know quick access to lots of clean data and you can then you know build decisions or choose what you want to do with it as best fits your scenario um so again that, i think that's exactly right rich and, and it now becomes almost more of a creative question around how are you interrogating or or interpreting that information what are the creative ways you can think about this uh um this 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 data set and this information and and how do we how do we approach the conversation or 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 the decision making process with different perspectives and vantage points and if you're quote unquote democratizing that information for everyone to essentially tap into it um that i think is is really where the where the transformative power of this comes to the table where 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 really anyone can kind of ask the questions that are relevant to them and and tap into all of those sources and be and be accurate um, is 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 something that that organizations have not been able to do to date. Yeah, and and I think once they can, it it really will enable them to um to, to drive things forward. You know, current initiatives faster, new initiatives that maybe they thought, well, you know, I I don't really know how we're going to do this. You know, they will all of a sudden they'll say, oh, I can see exactly how we're going to do this because. The data is over there, and they'll be able to to drive drive forward faster. Um, and, and I suppose you know linking the two things together, as generative AI becomes a, a an everyday part of of business life, having a, a repository of data because one thing with 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 AI, you know, it it sees the data, but it it doesn't certainly at the moment it it doesn't fully uh, it can't differentiate between good data and bad data, and and I I think maybe having all your data in one place, having it normalized, having it linked together, that will enable businesses to to reap more benefits from from AI investments as well that, that maybe we haven't even made yet. So you, you're kind of setting the the foundation for for everything that we're trying to do now. But, but also putting yourself in a, a great position for, for whatever it is that comes next as well. Yeah, exactly right. That's that's that theme of the refinement, right? You know, depending on how you want that engine to run and those those uh, um, platforms that, that consume this information, the, the more accurate, the more refined, the more normalized it is, um, the, the better results that's going to produce, the more efficiencies that's going to um, um, uh, translate into. So, so that that's like you said, it's it's directly applicable to this ITAM FinOps use case, but it is again accretive and, and supportive of many of these other you know objectives that that enterprises are trying to get their arms around. So, so I think this is a um, um, you know kind of a subset, but but it is it is part of the broader objective. Couldn't agree more. Um, so, I mean, I I think we're you know we've covered so many different aspects in in this this conversation but they all link together and, and they all loop back to to a, a few sort of fundamental truths um so so as as we approach the the end of the podcast what i always like to do and, and it puts you on the spot slightly but you know kind of final thoughts you know for people that are listening or people that are um you know being efficient with their time and have, have skipped the, the first kind of 40 minutes and have jumped right in at the end you know what what would you say to people as final takeaways when it comes to you know a, a aligning different disciplines within a bit and and you know digital platform conductors and, and ready works in in general as well you know, we're we're excited about the space and this and this new category of tech, right? Again, Gartner coined the phrase about um, 19 months ago, so so it's really an emerging category, and it was meant to address the needs of a of a modern hybrid, uh, um, complex enterprise, and it's it's changing the paradigm. It's 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 reapproaching how this decision making is being done within enterprises and looking at data as as really the foundational element. 
So if um, if if people today within within the IT realms are are often taxed, um, there's a resource constraint. Uh, there's not enough uh, uh, capable people to kind of do all the work. You've got to leverage tech. You've got to leverage intelligence and, and tooling to to extend your reach and your capability. And the DPC represents a, a really unique and an exciting emerging approach to tackling those sorts of challenges that we see almost universally. Um, so, so for those that that are hearing this and that that are curious, you know, like most things, um, start small. Have have a have a thing that that is perhaps troublesome now, and see if there's an opportunity to do a pilot, a proof of concept, some sort of evaluation that 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 takes the concept and then brings it brings it home and makes it real connects two, three different data sources that you typically couldn't do uh, uh, manually, draw some insights and then run a process and see what that looks like. Um, um, I think what we've seen historically um, is, is people begin with that curiosity, then they see very quickly immediate value. And then that translates into extrapolation of how do we scale and that crawl, walk, run analogy that, that pretty, pretty familiar. Um, it, there's a reason why, because it works, you can see it and then you can, you can build a business case and then you can build momentum around that. So um, for, for folks, again, that are, that are potentially curious around what this is, that would be my, my guidance and, and perspective around um, there is no silver bullet. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's really taking this logic and this discipline and this framework and applying it in a couple of different uh, um, use cases and, and that's what we're looking to enable, uh, uh, um, you know, IT teams and business owners with that capability. Awesome. I really like that. I think some some great advice, you know, starting small and, um, and, and building from there. And, and hopefully, you know, throughout this conversation and, and your great summary there, you know, we've given people some some ideas, some some concepts of where this could be useful and and I, I think as you said you know the next step for them is to, to to get started you know build something within your team you know that problem that's been gnawing away at you for the last you know two or three years where you think Do you know what if we just had all that data in one place i b and c you know th this is maybe now the the technology exists for people to, to to build it themselves um and certainly you know everyone listening if you've got questions if you want more information feel free to get in touch with, with us at itam review but equally i can't imagine that paul would be upset if people connected with him on on linkedin or you know got in touch with questions so so feel free to to do you know get in touch with with either of us or both of us um it is uh, an emerging area it's something that i think will will add great value to, to organizations as they they bring the these things together so um so thank you paul for your your time today it's been wonderful talking to you as always Likewise, Rich, always a pleasure chatting with you. And I love how the conversations go, you know, in, in multiple directions, but but uh, awesome opportunity to chat with yourself and your listeners. And, and thank you again for the opportunity. No problem. No, so, so thank you again. Thank you, everyone who, who's listening. Uh, I hope you found it useful and insightful. And I will see you all on, on the next podcast or webinar. So have a great rest of your day. And I will speak to you all soon. Thank you very much.